Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Flamon is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic book shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Drag is the new spandex. Hey, listeners, it's Oral, and this is a micro, micro episode of Drag is the New Spandex. Now, you might be wondering, why is it so micro? And the truth of the matter is, we ain't got nobody. We got no special guests. I ain't got nobody. (laughs) Um, So it's just me and Pat and our palatial studio. And uh, we're going to talk about Drag Race. All Star Season Two, Ooh, also known as Bloodsport, <laughs> Thunderdome. Katya's entrance and saying "Welcome to the Hunger Games, bitches" couldn't have been more accurate. It is cutthroat. It is brutal. We have a lot of fan favorites back. Um, you've got Katya, like you said, Alyssa Edwards, <laughs> um, Roxy Andrews, Coco Montrese. Ginger Minj, Detox, Alaska, Fifi O'Hara, who's back from season two. Oh, she's from four. Oh, was she from four? Yeah, she was four. Oh, no. See, Tatiana's back from season two. It's been so long since I've seen either of them. <laughs> it has been a while. Um, And Adore Delano. I'm just amazed that we have half of the cast from season five. That really goes to show you how many people said no to this. Because in All-Star Season 1, they were pretty balanced over the four seasons. I think there was only, what, eight of them? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Or, no, there were, I think there were ten. But it, they were fairly balanced among the seasons. And then they swapped out somebody, I believe. And it, it, I think there was one extra one from Season 2. But they, they kept it pretty fair and consistent. This time around, five out of ten are from Season 5. Yeah. You have, you've got Detox, Alaska, Coco... Uh, Roxy and Alyssa. So it really just does feel like a season five redo, which it was a good season to begin with. And it's good to see some of these queens back, but there are some notable names missing. And it's. Who do you think should be there? I would have loved to have seen Benda Creme. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to have seen Trixie. 
I would have loved to have seen maybe Jocelyn Fox. Okay. Or April Carrion. April would have been awesome. I agree with that. Um, Trixie, you know, I would have loved to see Trixie. Trixie is a blast and I, I love her drag aesthetic. Um, I think a, a lot of this is strike while the iron isn't necessarily red hot, but it was still only a few seasons past. Yeah, but I mean, even Ginger had said that originally. She turned this down. Remember when she was here? <laughs> That's the point where there'd be a flashback sequence in a higher production value episode. We ain't got it. No. I just um, don't feel like going to find that seg- that little piece of audio. But Ginger said that she was in London and they called her asking her to do the, the season. And she originally turned it down because it was so new. Like it was, it was so not so new. It was so fresh because she had recorded, you know, well over a year before that yeah. her season. But the finale had just aired and they were getting ready to cast the season. So I'm I'm curious and I would like to I not that I I fault them for not wanting to do it again, because as we have seen in this episode, it gets severe up in here. Mm-hmm. So I don't blame them for not necessarily wanting to come back and do it all over again. And take the time off of work because now they're they're working girls all over the world, mm-hmm. not just you know they're not just uh, hot footing it all over town to and, make money. And see, I think that's that's a really good point because like this time is so different because the rules are the stakes are this way. So RuPaul doesn't eliminate anyone. Yep, she comes out and says, "I'm not eliminating anyone," and the girls are all like, "Oh, oh. what?" So we're just winning for $10,000 like it's the beginning of the real world road rules challenge <laughs> instead of what it is now, which is like the gauntlet where they just bring random ass fucking people because road rules hasn't happened in like two and a half decades. But um, $10,000 if you win the lip sync. Yes. So the top two get to lip sync for the legacy. Mm-hmm. The problem is if you end up in the bottom three or two or yeah, it looks like she's going to do the bottom three. So yeah. where in previous years or previous seasons, um, you've had your bottom three and then somebody is safe out of that three. And then the bottom two lip sync and, the you know, obviously whoever is able to change Rue's mind gets to stay. This time around, you have about your bottom three, your top two lip sync for their legacy. But before they do that, and we'll get to yeah. that portion of it a little bit later, they have to decide who they would eliminate out of those three. So on the one hand, if you win, you get $10,000. On the other hand, you knife your sister in the back. Yeah, and considering so many of these girls not just have know each other from their season. Yeah, season, but have traveled with each other for months tours, on end, yep. tours. Um, maybe people have booked gigs with them. You know, oh, you're going to be paired with this person. They're like, oh, hey, I really like you. All that goes out the fucking window because everybody want that $10,000, girl. Yeah, well, that's really what it comes down to is you want to win. You want to be in that Drag Race Hall of Fame with Chad Michaels. And whether that means it's going to cost you some friendships, I mean, that's kind of the name of the game regardless. If RuPaul was knocking people out instead of them, it would still be the same thing. You're still going to have to compete against your sisters and make it a uh, a performance that's going to be worthy of, of being better than everybody else. Yeah, it's the thing is that you know, they didn't know that sort of twist to the end of it when they uh, did their maxi talent. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, it's a talent show. Um, well, so before we get to the maxi challenge, let's hit up the, the mini challenge. Okay. Because what it looks like they're doing I'm not this lie, year. I was 
I wasn't blackout, but I was kind of, I was nodding in and out of this episode until I got to the cutthroat part. I was like, oh, bitch. Well, of so course. remind me what the, was it the library? It was the reading challenge because yes. it's what? Fundamental. Yeah. So they're, it looks like they're going to be trying to put all of the best and favorite mini and maxi challenges into this season, which makes sense. Absolutely makes sense because why would you do... Why would you get the photo shoot challenge in this? Nobody really cares about that. Yeah. I mean, that's really you're posing and you're trying to show off the aesthetics and how what bizarre circumstances you can put the new queens into. And that's I think that's not the least favorite challenge of a season, but it's like, can't we just get on with this? And I, I like how. You know, they open the library because they know all like they all know each other. Exactly. And then like the next, um, like next episode is is Snatch Game. Yeah, we have Snatch Game, which is awesome because this is the way you streamline a season, especially if it's if it's truncated. Oh, yeah. And you have really good, strong personalities. Exactly. We don't need to get to know these people. We know them already, and we want to see the best of what they've got. So yeah, so we have the the reading challenge. I think. most of it was just kind of all right. There were some good ones. There were some not so good ones. Um, Coco Montrese, Tatiana, Beefy, all really didn't do you know anything spectacular. There were a couple that I think were some of the favorite reads out of the whole thing. Um, Katya turning to Roxy Andrews and going, "I think about you all the time, especially in the morning at the bus stop." Died. Died. Dead. On the floor. Rolled over. Done. Done, done. I was watching this dead of night, trying not to wake anybody up. Just like racked with heaving like bouts of laughter. Because this is, like it set the tone for viciousness. Mm -hmm. Um, I think my favorite is Roxy Andrews. Uh, This is from Alaska. Roxy Andrews. Obviously, a diet of consisting of nothing but hatred for Jinx Monsoon does a body good because that's fucking hilarious. Done, done. And it's so it called back to their season. It just it hit all the right things for what a read should be. It wasn't just mean. It was funny. It was poignant. It hit an insecurity and just done. Dead mm. on the floor. And at that point, Alaska's like, let's get all started. And then death drops it was fantastic so we go from there to um you know rue talking about the fact that they're gonna have this talent show do all that they're gonna get de-dragged which is the norm for an episode of uh drag race uh alaska talks gets brought up alaska says that yeah the parts may be here band's not getting back together which is good because she's done so much better for herself and is such a stronger person and competitor now i I would agree with that i would agree with that wholeheartedly but you know it's something about um the heathers breaking up that you know not that they're the heathers yeah but seeing them like oh you know we're still buddy buddy and now you think you're gonna go off and do your whole solo thing justin timberlake and it works exactly exactly um, so then we hit the main stage. We get introduced to our judges for All Stars, the three, what look to be the three permanent judges. Yes. And then the rotating judges. So you have Michelle, Carson, and your new judge for the season, Todrick Hall. Which I think is, is super smart because he dances, yeah. he sings, he knows about making a brand. So 
I, I mean, and he kind of almost not that he had not done not that he was a reality show star, but being a YouTube sensation mm-hmm. kind of has that same. You have that same type of rise to prominence yes. that somebody who is a local, no quote unquote celebrity who then goes onto the show and then gets that experience of having that sudden fame. So I think he can relate to where they come from with that. Plus, um, he incorporates a lot of elements of drag and just flat out drag yep. into his performances. Like I saw Todrick Hall when he came to town. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played at Hard Rock? House of Blues. Hard Rock. Hard yeah, Rock thank Club. you. Um, his uh, single, Low, which is kind of like um, the video where it's the Wizard of Oz. There's so many Wizard of Oz with him. <laughs> but it's um, this kind of like really dancey sort of him being Victor, Victoria, Glinda, yeah. and the Wicked Witch mm-hmm. uh, was fantastic. See, Seeing that dress kind of split in half a la Two-Face. Yep. And like dancing and gackering, like all like yeah. this is a he's a perfect judge. Yeah, for sure. He's a perfect judge. And he's done a lot with um, a lot of the queens in his videos. Yes. Um he's done um Gay for Play. Was yes. a, he was uh, doing that show with RuPaul for which, for a little bit. Sometimes you got to you got to put in your your few cents, you got to put in the work and you get elevated to permanent judge. Exactly. So, all right. Then we hit the main stage for the talent show. We're going to run through. I'm going to list off for you what their um, their talent things were. And then we could just hit on some of the uh, the highs and lows. Just because if you want to watch them all, go yeah. catch it on TV. Uh, so, Adora started off singing. And it's I Can't Love You is the song that she sang. One of my personal favorites. Partially because she sang it here at Parliament House. And it was the first song I heard off of um, After Party. Yeah, very good. Love it. Uh, that's the only one I'm going to comment on. Sorry. Uh, then we had Alyssa Edwards with Variety, uh, Coco Montrese dancing, Detox singing, Ginger Minj singing, Katya did gymnastics, which was awesome. That was super awesome. Uh, Fifi did an acapella song. Roxy Andrews did burlesque. Alaska was singing. And Tatiana ended it with this piece of spoken word. Which I thought was really cool because I don't think anyone's really done that for Drag Race. So True. I think... You know, going outside of your box with something that you are confident in and you know you can do um, with really fun comedic elements, but still driving point home yeah. makes sense. Yes. Um, who was uh, who was your favorite out of the ten? Um, I have to say, if I had to choose a favorite, it was probably um, the acapella. By no, no, I take that back. It was Alaska. Because Alaska's, Alaska's was funny. Yes. Um, and she she embodied this this sort of like pretty but gangly sort of thing. Yeah. Which I thoroughly enjoyed because she didn't take herself too seriously. Yeah, and it was an elevated Alaska. Exactly. It wasn't it wasn't season five Alaska where it was like, I'm kind of just here and I don't know what I'm doing type of thing. Mm-hmm. Into I've built my brand. This is who I am. This is trashy glamour can't be fun and i'm gonna sing and do these weird you know like i can do weird things to my voice i can do weird all by myself (laughs) and it works it's not you know you don't need to be completely perfectly on pitch and doesn't have to be like this classically trained style of singing to be good so yeah and i I thought it was i thought it was bold who was your favorite um honestly i personally adore because i love that song oh yeah you said yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i think that honestly 
I think that out of a lot of them is great, but because it has a personal little spark to mm-hmm. me, that was my favorite out of the, the night. Okay. Who did you think was the weakest? Coco. Coco through and through. I think had she maybe not worn that dress, because all I could think about and being involved now with so many drag queens and um, seeing the pageant world, mm-hmm. not really being a part of it, not really going to pageants because I work through most of yeah. when they're on. Um, the first thing that I thought about as Coco was dancing was that dress is swallowing her whole. Exactly. Especially because so, she's so short. Yeah. And she's doing, and if you're trying to show off dancing, you need to show up the footwork. And when your legs and your feet are being enveloped by this flowing garment, had those, like when she did the, um, the big, the big sleeved lip sync yes. on her season to, um, cold hearted. Mm-hmm. when she did that and she spun her arms around and like made them flags basically she was dancing and it created this visual element but she hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Had tight like pants, like it was a it was that one-piece jumpsuit. Yeah. So you could see her dance to it. With this old Hollywood type of dance, first off, I was like, it, it harkened back to the the 20s and 30s in blackface because I saw silent movie. Ah, that's all I saw was if that it like it was somebody that was white putting on this this makeup to then do this routine. Be- and, and I get the hearkening back to old Hollywood. Yeah. Old glamour Hollywood. See. Uh, but some of those dance moves with like the top hat and the, it just felt very. Stepping and fetching. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I can, I can see why you saw that. I, I, I think that in her, you know how like sometimes you'll get an idea in your head and, and you don't take a second to step outside of it and Mm -hmm. look at it at different angles i think that's what happened for sure because there's no reason why one she should have worn that dress nope even though it's a gorgeous dress for anything else yeah for anything else where you if you were doing like a video like scene where you know you've got this like everyone has a script and stuff if she was acting and it was an old hollywood challenge perfect but dancing by herself not having any sort of like Points where, you know, like someone comes, like a dance partner, and lifts her up, yep. and you see her gorgeous shoes, and she spins, and you see, like, they're laced to the gods. Like, she didn't have any of that. No. And it just came off as half-baked, which you, is... You know what would have made it, though? Huh? A tear-away. A tear-away. Had she been able to tear away that bottom piece mm-hmm. when she really started the dance, and it had been it some sort of, like, cute bottom-half costume, she would have been fine. Yeah. 
but for what it was, it I, I don't think it well, works. Well, you know, I I don't you know what I don't know how I feel about tearaways when you have Roxy in the doing forty seven tearaways. Yeah, because honestly, I thought about this. If you really wanted to shade Roxy, like do a tearaway face <laughs> <laughs> where it's just like I'm Roxy Andrews. I'm really nice. I'm a bitch, and it's like oh, I'm nice again. <laughs> My mama left me. Like <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, too soon, too soon. <laughs> but overall, yeah, I I we thoroughly agree on that. Yeah. So after they go through everything, um, is the big revelation where RuPaul drops on them that they are going to. Not only win ten thousand dollars if they win the lip sync, but they're going to be responsible for eliminating the queen in the bottom. Um, so they they get that reveal. Ooh, shock, awe, crazy. Uh, they send Alyssa, Detox, and Katya back uh, back to the back of the stage because there is no um, untucked lounge. Yes, the, there is no separate little like back of the the workshop for them to or no little. Separate area that they're going to go to. Budgets were cut. <laughs> Apparently all the budget was cut so that way they could give people $10,000 yeah. to win a challenge. And the top two won prizes. Mm-hmm. They both won the prize. Which, you know, totally they didn't have to do, but it makes sense. It's really cool, though. At least you get something. Mm-hmm. You know you're safe and you get a prize. Yeah. So you may not get the 10000 but, you know, Tatiana got some jewelry. Awesome. Um, and then the, we get to the critiques. Oh, also Ooh. known as just jumping in a wood chipper. Oh, girl. Adore was first up, and Michelle had a. And I, I like Michelle. Michelle had prefaced it with saying that, you know, it's the best of the best up there, blah, 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 all this whole thing. She's like, but I'm going to give you the tea. And she went in on Adore hardcore, tore her dress apart, tore her whole thing, like just from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. She said she. Kind of, she said she didn't hate the hair. She didn't. Ha- that was and, the best she could say to her. And and had she given us sort of like this, kind of like gem inspired, um, kind of like retro feel, I I would, I think that that hair would have like really popped. Yeah. Not that it didn't, but you look at a, you look at a door and you think of like a door final season, like the the last couple of challenges where she really had pulled it all together. Yeah, it's like. You know, she threw on a caftan and she walked out. And I love a door. Yeah. But I'm like, this doesn't, this doesn't scream anything to me. No, it doesn't. But at the same time, and I've said this to multiple people uh, since the the show aired on Thursday, it's a different world on All Stars than it is on a regular season. When you're bringing girls up from the minors into the majors, tear them apart, tell them what you what they should be doing to be better. These girls have been on your show, have gone into the world, built a brand for themselves. I didn't love that dress, mm-hmm. but Adore's aesthetic will never be that of um, a Ginger or an Alyssa Edwards or a Coco Montrese. She's not going to wear those types of outfits, not have that kind of feel to it. And I, I don't think Michelle should have gone in that hard. Have your critiques and say, you know what? I didn't love the dress. But your song was, you know, your performance was good. And maybe she did, but that was edited out. Yeah. You know, because these critiques go longer than what we see, mm-hmm. obviously. I I understand that sentiment. I just can't agree with it. You are, like, the top of the top, which means you, you consistently have to bring your A game. But you're not. Look at Alyssa Edwards. Sixth place. 
out of 14. Uh, oh, well, you know what? You're, you're this right. This is the thing. And that's what, and that's right. what I cannot agree with. Yes, these queens are all amazing. But if you're going to say that these are the top of the top, oh, you know then what? you should have your top two, your, your second and third place from every season back. If that's going to be the thing that that's so, you know, let me let me rephrase that then. If you have been out in the world for like, you know, three to four seasons doing your own thing, um, you have to be expected to hit a certain level. And I'm not saying that the dress was ugly. I just don't think it did anything for her. No, absolutely not. And, but- and I think at this at this stage, especially because you, you're coming back and you know what you're in for. You know, everyone says it's the Olympics of drag. You don't come to the Olympics and just throw on any old thing. Just like, you know, with Coco's dress. Lovely dress, wrong choice. And they need to... But it was technically wrong. There was a technical flaw mm-hmm. because it didn't work for what she was doing. Okay, yeah. Because that dress for anything else, like we said, if she was doing an acting challenge, right. would have looked lovely. Would have right. been fine. But if a door had come out in cut-off jean shorts and her Budweiser um, bathing suit that Sonique had given her and her wig and her makeup, because her makeup's on point. Mm-hmm. You can't fault the bitch for not looking good. Yeah, no, she never looks bad. Um, but her dress didn't affect her talent show. Mm-hmm. You can you can say you don't like the dress, you don't like the gloves, you don't like that. But I just felt like it was a little, like, there's a different, it's a different world when you're critiquing people that have gone through this and now built a brand that Agreed. the whole world has seen. And like Todrick Hall said at the end of the critiques for for her, you know, he said that she wouldn't – she's not that cinched, like, glamour outfit. Like, that. she's built a brand for herself and she's representing her brand. Yeah. So – but but that wasn't the only harsh critique. No. Coco got told by Michelle Visage that she went from Doritos to soot, which Jesus. I swear when I heard that, we were at the bar uh, watching it because um, I'm showing it at Parliament before we do karaoke on Thursdays. I damn near, I, I damn near fell to the floor. I was like, oh, oh, wow. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. But those are really the, the harshest of the critiques. Obviously, Michelle is holding them to a higher standard, which she should. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't doubt. I don't disagree with that. But sometimes I feel like maybe it's. Now it's a little personal because during regular seasons, she doesn't know the girls. She doesn't get to interact with them outside of the main stage or a challenge that she's helping to direct. Mm -hmm. She knows these girls. She's traveled with these girls. She and Adora have gotten into many a fight over outfit choices, you know, because that type of Michelle's vision of what it should be is what she puts on her regardless of where they're at or what they're doing. Yeah. So... Uh, so anyway, once we get through the critiques, uh, they send Ginger in Alaska uh, back to the back of the stage after announcing that Tatiana and uh, Roxy are your top two, mm-hmm. which then means that you have Coco, Fifi, and Adore as your bottom three, which, based off the talent, I still don't believe that Adore should have been in the bottom three. But whatever. Yeah. We'll keep it moving. Okay. They now go back to the workroom. They don't have an untucked lounge. Mm-hmm. They go back to the workroom to discuss. And they're not drinking at all. No. The judges are drinking. Because this shit gets intense they just have they lay it all out there and all of them are there for this discussion deliberation this isn't just okay coco um tatiana and roxy are in there discussing all 10 girls are in the workroom discussing with each other what's going on yeah so they break it down and you know well again there's tears and 
trepidation as to what to do and then we go back out to the uh to the main stage and they lip sync for their legacy to shake it off by taylor swift yep and what did you think That's of the, what did you think of their legacy lip sync um i think roxy stole the show um, she gave us, uh, like a twist on it, especially because she had done burlesque. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you burlesque it up? Do a very um, postmodern jukebox esque performance to it. Yeah. Um, her dance move, her, her twerking, her old school 1920s twerking. Yeah, and I'm, I'm a bitch who will Charleston to anything. <laughs> and when she Charleston, she had me. Yeah. Um, Tatiana's wasn't bad. And, and had had Roxy had not taken that um that twist to it, yeah, she might she probably would have won, yeah, because watching it a second time, I was like, okay, I can see why, but watching it the first time i I totally thought Tatiana was gonna have it because it was a little bit more faithful to a Taylor Swift lip sync mm-hmm. and she had that look, but having that burlesque twist to it and doing the Charleston and doing all of that really did. Did put it over the top because Roxy was declared the winner and mm-hmm. won $10,000. Yep. Good, her, good for her. She finally won something. And um, she pulled the lipstick out. It was a, Well, they bring the girls up, the bottom three up, and she now has to pull the lipstick out of her bra, which I hope they there was some production cut where they were able to give it back to her because that would mm-hmm. really suck having to do that with that lipstick up in your, up in your yeah. titty like that. Um, and we say goodbye to... Coco Montrese. <laughs> I just, girl, girl. There's no reason why you should have been the first one, but you were, and I, I can't fault them. No, I can't fault them. I absolutely agreed with it. Um, but as she's getting her RuPaul statue and writing her message goodbye and doing her farewell uh, speech to the camera, there's a siren, and RuPaul pops up on the television and tells her. But it's not over just yet. That there's time for revenge. 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 <laughs> uh, which I, some people I think are are speculating online that there's going to be a jury. Which um, makes sense. I immediately thought of Last Chance Kitchen <laughs> from Top Chef, and I feel like there's going to be some sort of online competition. Where we're going to see these queens have to do a, another little mini challenge against who? So like next week, whoever goes home, oh. that following after that episode, you'll see the two of them compete in a challenge, and the winner will keep advancing until they bring back whoever is at the top of the the ladder. See, I going feel in. like that's really convoluted. I think that it's going to be something more immediate. Like you think you're out of the woods. Um, but they'll, you know, constantly bring, I shouldn't say constantly, there's a possibility of bringing back a queen and having them do, like, a challenge, like, right then and there. Yeah. To, you know, because everyone thinks, you know, I'm I'm safe to a point because I've eliminated X, so my chances are better. But if your chances are constantly in flux. My only thing with that is... Oh, but then... Mm, you want online content. True. And if they're not, they moved uh, Untucked to their YouTube channel. And if we don't have that this year, I feel like there's going to be something that they're going to drive you to their... Um, to drive web traffic. 
Because okay. now that's what it's all about. It's all about your web traffic. It's mm-hmm. all about your social media. Um, I think that that's going to be, and then it also keeps it out of the um, out of the earshot of the queens that are still competing. Yeah. Because if you have that surprise, and and they tease a uh, a big reveal next week, and that could be the thing. It could be that RuPaul says, when you're eliminated, it's not over. You know, starting. Next week, we're going to have this competition or we're going to do this, whatever it's going to be. So if they know that's that's going on, I mean, when you look at a show like Top Chef that does this, they they know they're like, well, fuck, I got, you know, I got screwed over. I, I messed up, but I have this second chance at redemption to come back in and potentially still win. So I, I can see that. Yeah, for sure. We'll have to see how it goes. Well, we're going to do this every uh, we'll be back every Monday. So if you haven't watched the episode by the time we uh, we put this out, then listen to us afterwards. But you should be watching it when it comes out so you don't get it spoiled. For sure. We'll be back soon. Later, everyone. This has been Drag is the New Spandex. See, we can do episodes without Ginger. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to Flame On, presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review us on iTunes, like and follow us on SoundCloud, or give us your feedback at nerdyshow.com slash survey. Flame On is produced and engineered by Pat O'Rourke and created by Brian Pittard. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. There's even more perks available. Just head over to patreon.com slash nerdy show. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other nerdy show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com and be sure to follow Nerdy Show and Flame On on all your favorite social networks. Flame On Podcast on Twitter and Flame On Show on just about every other platform. If it's gay and geeky, we've got it covered. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.